Welcome to episode 239 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us once again. With the holidays upon us, you're probably among the many who are planning your gatherings with family and friends, and you might be wondering what to do about that unwelcome intruder who's been showing up the past few years. Technology has changed our lives in many ways, but when holiday celebrations are spent with guests on their phones or tablets, it takes away much of the magic of the moment. This week's guest is Joe McCormick, who literally wrote the book on how to find focus and human interaction in the midst of technology's interference. Today, he talks with us about how to keep the holidays happier by keeping technology from intruding on our quality time. Joe, welcome to Live Happy Now. It's great to be with you. Well, we wanted to have you talk to us today because you're an expert in noise, but probably not the kind of noise we think about when we first hear that word. So I guess to set us up, can you tell us what you're talking about when you say noise? When I'm talking about noise, I'm talking about the digital devices and the information overload and the constant connectivity and distractions that basically command our attention 24-7. And a lot of this information tends to really you know, drain our brain and it tends to be very useless at the end of the day, but it consumes a ton of our time, you know, checking our phone 24 seven and constantly being distracted by alerts and notifications. I call that noise. Yeah. It's kind of like junk food where we just keep going back to it, even though it's not really doing anything for us and we're not shutting it off. Yeah. I mean, the analogy I use in the book is it would be like having a diet where you ate popcorn and drank diet Coke. You feel full, but you become mentally anemic. You know, where that's your diet, but it's not good for you at the end of the day. You know, I specifically wanted to talk to you because we've got the holidays just around the corner. And we know this is all about celebrating and spending time with family and friends, but the noise is here and it gets in the way. So can you talk about how it is negatively impacting our holidays and our, our family gatherings? Well, you think about it, you get you have a family gathering, it's it's the holidays and it's there are some people that obviously you would love to see, and there's other people you maybe not want to see. There's, <laughs> there's some fun and there's some dysfunction, right? Who put the fun and dysfunction? So, But these are family gatherings and celebrations. And then you start looking around and what are people doing oftentimes at, at quote unquote spare moments or whatever is on their phones and they're checking things. And are they really fully present for those memories, those moments? And the answer is they're not. So I think we need to start looking at those things differently because it's the, it's the holidays. These are moments that people will look forward to. And for some people, it's like the highlight of the year. And is this interfering with the quality of that time together? And I think it does for a lot of people. And so what would we do differently to start managing that and not going over the top? But how do we take that into consideration and start putting some rules? And, and I think there's, there's a number of things that people can do to help mitigate that and spend more time present with the people around them. Okay, we need to plan this in advance <laughs> because you can't just decide on Christmas Day like, oh, everyone's coming over. I think I'll take all the phones away. So how does someone, if they're hosting a holiday gathering, start planning for that now and saying, okay, I'm going to create some boundaries and some guidelines? There's a number of fun things you can do. I mean, without being like, all right, checking your like the Wild West, checking your gun at the door, your holster at the door. There's a number <laughs> of fun things you can do. You could, one thing is I just call it wrap it up. Right. So maybe one fun thing you could do is just get some wrapping paper and say, OK, what we're going to do is we have a lot of fun, but let's wrap our phones and we'll put a gift that you can give it back to yourself. And or you could put it in uh, a Christmas stocking and just have a place, have some stockings, small stockings. Like, they're not very expensive and you can just hang them. And we put phones in the restaurants that do that now. They get, you can put your yeah. phones in these little places. And just the idea is time with each other is more important than time checking our phones. And there's fun ways of doing it without your, what you don't want to do is in the moment of you're having a conversation and a person gets distracted, 
and that you've lost their attention because they're on their phone, say, stop doing that and listen to me. I mean, because that's just at that point, it's too late. So maybe right. some fun ways of like, I just call like wrap it up. So we're going to, we're going to wrap our, our phones for the next couple hours. Then we'll open them up at the end or, but there's things like that you can do where putting a place where you can set them aside, like not at the table or quiet spaces in the house. Well, this is like a phone free room and we're going to have a lot of fun here. I think things like that creatively get people recognizing like, hey, this is a time and a place and we're not going to just let it come uninvited. That's really good because you're not being offensive about it. You're being kind of playful, but at the same time being very clear that this is about family or friends or the people, basically, and we're not going to spend that time engaging with technology. Yeah. And you mentioned like the host, like if you're throwing a party, one of the things that I think is really, really important, and this is where I'm not anti-technology, but it does tend to create noise, this constant source of noise in people's lives is where is the quiet time for me around the holidays? I'm giving that gift of quiet to myself, you know, where I'm thinking about, you know, just for me, you know, when I go to a party, I'll, I'll meet with my cousins, some of whom I haven't seen in a long time. I forget their names. I'm walking <laughs> up the door. I'm like asking my sister, what is their name? And she's like, how do you not know? And, and it's this moment, like maybe what I need to do is that morning, I need to have like 10 minutes of quiet and I need to start thinking of the party I'm going to. Who am I going to see? How long has it been since I've seen them? Maybe I need to call my sister and ask her, okay, what's, you know, preparing just in quiet or for a lot of people that quiet is missing in the holidays because they're mm -hmm. so busy running around. Let's shut things off for a second and just have some quiet and think about, okay, what am I going to a party that I'm going to? Or maybe it's thinking about for a lot of people, it's a sad time of the year because people and their family and friends are no longer with them. And maybe that quiet is a time to remember them. And really just give that, like it gnaws away at people because you miss people. You know, they're not here. This is the first Christmas, they're not here. So maybe some quiet, we can remember them or, or thanking, you know, we just, you know, past Thanksgiving, but there's always the holidays are wonderful time to thank people. But I'm going to write, write a list of the, the people I'm thankful for. And I think that quiet can be a real, a great gift that you can give yourself. People get surprised, like how meaningful it is, how much they get out of just taking even 10 minutes of quiet time. What happens to people is they know instinctively that they need it. They know that there are a lot of things competing for their attention. One of the things that happens in quiet is it never gets scheduled and people do it when they have time. And what I would suggest is schedule it, but set a time that you know in advance that it's going to be quiet and prepare for it. So during the time of quiet, I'm going to prepare or I'm going to rest or I'm going to remember or I'm going to thank or I'm going to read or I'm going to listen or sit in front of a fire or listen to music, but just give that time to yourself, but plan it, schedule it because the holidays are a busy time and you blink your eyes twice and they're over. Yeah. People need to slow down a little bit. It's like, I, I need time for myself to just quiet. I can do some, but prepare for it. Don't just show up and like, what am I going to do now? Cause then you get, then actually, ironically, that quiet actually sounds pretty noisy for people. <laughs> yeah. And then they and, grab their phone and then they're back, you know, checking email and they just miss that opportunity of thinking or thinking or listening or laughing or resting or, or whatever they might decide to do in that time, which is incredibly valuable. Yeah, I think saying you'll take a quiet time when you have time is kind of like saying you'll have children when you have enough money for them. You know, it just don't, you can't wait for that. It's not going to happen. So, uh. yeah, I think one of the, you know, one of the other things too, just in terms of like things that people can do to manage the noise in their lives is I call it present listening. And it's kind of a play on words, but it's, it's present because it's like, I'm doing it now, but it's a present because I'm giving the person the gift of my attention. And I think 
I'm looking at like, imagine like a party where there's a lot of people around and it's really festive and, you know, people pick up their phone and then just kind of going around, but like sitting down with somebody and having a conversation with a person and really being yeah. present and giving that person the best gift you can give them, which is the gift of your attention. My gift in this moment is to give you my complete and undivided attention and how valuable that is to people because how ri- it's rare that people would give that to you, that you would give that gift to a lot of people over the holidays. It could be amazing for people. Yeah, and both people receive something when you do that. Yeah, and the best gift giving is you're giving something without any intention of getting something back. I'm so, going to sit down with, yeah, I'm going to sit down with somebody. I'm going to ask them how you're doing and really, under, in, but not trying to fix them or change them. I'm just trying to listen to them and understand what, but really just give it away and see what happens. And then, yeah, there's oftentimes there's something in return that both people end up becoming the recipient of the gift. We'll be right back with more of my talk with Joe McCormick. But right now, I wanted to take 60 seconds to give you one way to make your meals a little easier this holiday season. Sizzlefish.com is a great way to have top quality seafood delivered right to your door. When you want a break from that holiday turkey and ham, their online selection of seafood is like a trip to the fish market without waiting in line. Make incredible holiday appetizers from their shrimp, crab cakes, and calamari, or make it your main course with great choices like lobster, salmon, sea bass, and so much more. Best of all, their fish is all natural and responsibly sourced. Whether you want to order great seafood for a special meal or become a regular customer and sign up for a monthly subscription box, go to sizzlefish.com and skip the line this holiday season. And as an exclusive deal for being a listener, you can use discount code HAPPY for 10% off your first order. That's discount code HAPPY for 10% off your first order. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Joe. If you're putting together a gathering and you know that you're going to tell people this is phone free, should you let people know that in advance or how do you, because there's going to be some people who are not as excited about it. As I other. think that you have to kind of play it by ear where, you know, you know that you could set aside a room that this is going to be a phone free room. That's one of the things that I've suggested people is kind of like pick spaces that are single purpose spaces, set, let people know in advance. You can set out things where they can put the phones in a bin. My daughter did this at a birthday party a number of years ago, and it really inspired me. She just grabbed a bin and she just put, you know, put your phones here. And there's different things you can do. I think it's like, ban- like not banning them, but like not having them at the dinner table, you know, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're sitting together because what happens is in a moment that you're talking to somebody, you're doing something where there's quote unquote, like a lull, the research indicates your brain's kind of addicted to this thing. It's checking people. You know, the research says that people swipe their phones 2000 times a day. Well, you can use a smartphone for almost anything, checking sports scores. I mean, if you look at statistics, I mean, you know, there's over 4 million videos watched on YouTube every minute. So at the holidays, you'll see kids around looking at YouTube videos and things. And I think having a, a moment where you're like, all right, we're not going to check our phones in this room or we're going to have an area we put them could be very respectful and not freak people out. But it, it does like this is we want to be together, I think, is the message in being present to each other is the gift that we want to give each other. So that having the phone is just competing, again, competing for our attention and having or even just the TV on, you know, like there's moments mm-hmm. where I got, you know, have all these things that we have enough distractions and like we don't need more. So let's take some of that out of the picture where there's quiet, there's time for each other, there's music, there's laughter. I think that's what people really crave. And if we can create environments like that, that are like that, I think it just makes the party better. I mean, my daughter, when she had this party, she took it, the girls had a blast. They had an absolute blast. And I think that's what we're looking for is we want people to enjoy the time together. And that's really what what should motivate. And absolutely connect with each other. Yeah. I mean, people crave it. 
they crave it. They crave great conversations and great gatherings. These things are just in the way. So let's get them out of the way. Find ways creatively to get them out of the way. What happens if you have a resistor? Because you've always got that one who's like, oh, no, I'm going to get a text from my girlfriend because we just broke up. But, I mean, don't, you know. don't do it. I mean, you know, say that's fine. It's their loss at the end of the day. People can only control what they can control. And I think for the person who's throwing the party or is at the party, I think what I would be thinking is, is how can I you know, give the most of myself and be present to the people around me at this party completely so that I have fun and people have fun? And, and if a person wants to do it, they're just not going to have as much fun. One of the solutions that you talk about is getting out in nature and taking a walk together, like doing that after Christmas meal or after a gathering or or even anytime you're just together. And we talk a lot about nature and why it's so important. But what does that do? Why is that important in offsetting our digital life? When you think about the way the brain works, so much of what we're doing every day is just there's so many different things that's competing for our attention. And our attention's a precious commodity. So when you take a walk, the way I do it is I don't listen to music. I just listen. I just walk. And there's different types of attention. There's directed attention. So directed attention would be like, okay, I'm paying attention to like, I'm looking at something and focusing on something. Then there's misdirected attention. That's like your brain getting stuck on something that it shouldn't be getting stuck on. Like you're kind of obsessing about something. And then there's something called undirected attention. When you go for a walk, it's a great opportunity for undirected attention. You just let your mind wander. You listen to stuff. You don't have anything on your mind. You just let you, and the brain needs that. It needs a chance to rest. It's a muscle like anything else. It needs a chance to rest. And go for a walk is great because I'm just letting it wander, letting it wander and listening. When I go for walks, I just, I listen for things. And it's amazing what you can, what you can hear on a walk. You know, I walked in the snow. I could hear the, the, under my feet or whatever that might be. And I come back. Very rarely as a person I took a walk like that was really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really hard to do. You know, it's like, Give yourself that treat to do that and let your mind, I think people need to protect their brain. It's being barraged 24-7. Give it mm-hmm. a break. Give it a break. And going for a good walk is a wonderful moment, wonderful moment to do that, and, especially on the holidays. Yeah, and this is a great time to kind of try this on as, um, okay, I'll check this out. I'll see how a day goes if I'm not glued to my phone. So if someone has managed to get rid of that digital noise at Christmas and they see a real benefit unplugging, what are some ways that they can start reducing the noise in their lives on a daily basis? I think the first thing is one way of managing this. What's my first thought of the day? And is it technology? Is it instinctively grabbing for information? And then ask myself a question, well, why? Why am I doing that right now? Could I have started my day differently? That's one very specific way is setting my first and last thought of the day to be something that I set it, but not technology. It's not the first thing. That's one thing. I think the other thing is just is setting parameters of like what I pay attention to. You know, am I paying attention to people, people first versus just information consumption? Because our lives have become like my job is consuming information. It's like going back to the popcorn analogy. I've got to eat all the time. Well, no, you schedule time to eat. You don't eat 24-7. So I have breakfast when I eat breakfast and I have lunch when I have lunch and I have dinner when I have dinner. And I know when that is and I plan it and I have, I plan what I eat and I think information should be treated the same way. So why am I checking social media right now? Because I'm bored. That's just like eating all day long. So we become sort of like, instead of becoming like overweight, I think people become anemic because they're constantly doing this, but it doesn't fill them. So setting some boundaries of those moments, I think can be very, very helpful. And then I think finally, it's just really putting the value around like, you know, who am I talking to today? Who am I spending time with? People are always the most important. People are the most important thing. Putting that first. And I think around the holidays, that's an opportunity because I think a lot of people 
look for this to be the fulfilling part, a big fulfillment of the year. And it's, it lets a lot of people down mm-hmm. and they're let down, I think, because the people around them aren't present. They need to be present to them. You know, again, giving the gift of their listening and their time and their attention to the other person, all that's going to do is make the other person joyful because somebody cares about me and they're spending time. They care more about me than they care about checking their stock or they're checking the fact that somebody texted them. Pay more attention to the person who's in front of me than a person who's 5,000 miles away from me. I think that it goes a long way to making people feel joy again and peace and not feeling agitated or anxious. And I think that's, you know, I think that's what the holidays are about. When we come back, we're going to give our listeners information about how they can get a couple of free chapters from your book, as well as a noise survival guide. So as we're signing off, what would you say is the number one thing that you want them to remember during their holiday gatherings this year? Schedule quiet time for yourself. Non-negotiable every day. Give yourself five to 10 minutes where you schedule every day and you dedicate it to something, which is thinking about somebody, thanking somebody, reading, listening. Give that gift to yourself, that quiet of just a break. Give yourself a break where you can reflect and think a little bit because that will always be a gift that will let rejuvenate and reward you. That was Joe McCormick, author of Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus, giving us tips for a happier tech-free holiday. If you'd like to download a couple of free chapters from his book and get his Noise Survival Guide, visit us at livehappynow.com for links and more information. That is all we have time for this week. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.